welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. That's very fast. Very fast. Fast. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> okay. On the topic of technology. <laughs> oh, my favorite topic. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, let's talk about Bit- blah, Bitcoin. Blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, let's talk about binary. Bin- no more Bitcoins. We're done with them. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's binary. talk about binary. What is binary? It's very important when it comes to computers and computing things and in general. Mm-hmm. So right? binary is a concept uh, that you have two values. They can be any values you want, but mm-hmm. there are two of them. So often is the case, as often is the case, we use true and false as like binary statements. There's no middle ground. It's true or it's false. Okay. Um, you have uh zero or one in the case of electronics literally zero volts one volt like that's where it comes from um it's oftentimes five volts whatever um (laughs) the reason why uh we use zero and one is because zero and one are the first digits of our base 10 system so if we were to do it in base two we would count we would start counting up all merrily on our fingers we have zero we have one and then we ran out of stuff so that is kind of the end of base two uh so you'd have to add a digit to represent more information so you go from zero to one and now you have one zero and then one one and now you've ran out again like you've used all of your your available digits you add a new digit okay now you have one zero zero and now you have a lot of room again. So you do one zero one. We've seen this before. One one zero. One one one. And now you've ran out again, right? Right. Uh, so you run out really often, but you've distilled the information in basically the simplest it can be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, down to two possibilities. And if you need to represent a larger value of some sort, you add a digit. Kind of like in base 10, we would count one zero one three three four five six seven eight nine. Now we've run out. So we add a digit. Now we have 10, 1, 0, basically. 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We've run out on the first digit, so we add 1 to the second digit. Now we have 20. Like, we've all done this kind of basic math without even really realizing it because it's part of our everyday lives. Um, But binary is just taking that down to, like, a way simpler level Mm -hmm. uh, where you only have two digits, or two possibilities for each digit, um, and you just add digits way more often, as is the case. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so binary uh, is related to base two. Binary itself is you just have the two values. So true and false is like the excellent example of this because you can't have true, true, and then true, false, and then like that's no longer binary at that point. You have multiple combinations. Uh, but if you just have true and false, that is binary. In a nutshell. Now, computers don't really use binary for more than just the simplest piece of information, which is a bit. If you want to represent more information, you use multiple bits, and that's no longer binary in a way, because you now have tens of hundreds of thousands of possibilities just by adding bits. So in the last episode, we mentioned SHA-256, which is a hash function that has an output of 256 bits. So what this means is that you have a sequence of 256 ones and zeros. Um, and if you want to know how much information you can represent by that, you go ahead and use the mathematical expression 2 to the power of 
256. So if I borrow Lynn's computer and I type that right now, uh, we would get uh, 1 times 10 to the power of 77. So that is uh, 11579208892, etc., uh, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, with 77 zeros mm-hmm. or 77 digits. Mm-hmm. So that's a very big number from our point of view, right? Um, but from a computer's point of view, it's 256 ones and zeros, one after another, basically. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah, I don't know what else you want to know about binary. That's that's it in a nutshell. But it can it can expand from here, right? Mm, let's talk about the idea of transferring information from I don't know from one place to another mm-hmm. using binary. So. Um, as I mentioned for computers, it represents a voltage level. So oftentimes, and this is not all the time, but it's oftentimes a zero in binary or false is represented by something that's near zero volts. Okay. You don't have, you have a a low voltage, uh, and a one or a true in binary is represented by something near five volts. This is arbitrary. It doesn't need to be five and it doesn't need to be zero. Five volts could be the off, and zero volts could be the on. Totally A-OK with some systems. Um, You might use between zero and one volts. You might use between zero and 110 volts. Like, it's it's really whatever you want to use. But a voltage is a scale, right? It can be anything in between. So when you are interpreting stuff as binary, you choose a cutoff point, and you say, like, hey, if it's over two and a half volts then it's counting as if it were five volts that makes sense so we're counting that as a true statement and if it's under 2.5 volts then it's counting as a negative statement um does that make sense mm-hmm. uh so for com- transferring information between two parties uh like morse code for instance when you tap on it it puts a voltage through and when you let go it cuts off that voltage. Mm-hmm. So that's literally a binary signal. Now, how you interpret that signal may not be binary because you can hold it for longer or you can hold it for a short burst, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other end, what you end up with is either electricity or no electricity. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. Either the light bulb lights up or it doesn't. Um, or the the little beeper, beep, 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 beep. Either that beeps or it doesn't beep, mm-hmm. right? If you hold it down, it goes beep. And if you let go, it does not beep at all. Um, so that's how you're transmitting information um, in a binary way. Like, you could choose, like, it's totally possible to give, like, a half beep. So instead of beep, you get boop. Mm-hmm. Like, if you give a slightly lower voltage, maybe that, in the way you envision, might be interpreted differently. But the reason why Morse code does not use that is because it's hard to tell, based on distance and things like that, if a beep was actually a boop. Right. Okay. Like you don't really know until you hear all of them. Like if you hear a beep and then followed by a boop, then you know that you have those two levels. Mm-hmm. But you don't know if someone just walked over the wires or there's a bird on it and that's causing it to not function correctly either. So they chose the very simple, either it's on or it's off. Super easy for everyone to tell. There's no ambiguity at that point And it just comes down to timing. Okay. And then, and then 
transferring or not transferring but like converting a message let's say the word lin mm -hmm. into something that binary understands right or into mm -hmm. something that the system can understand it has to be in binary right yeah so then is it like do you use like the ascii yeah so you need something called to convert it right yeah so you need something called an encoding so do you remember when we talked about hash functions uh -huh. where you have a large set to a small set um, you have a function that turns like a large amount of inputs to a small amount of inputs. Mm -hmm. In this case, you want a function that turns a given set of inputs into the exact same number of a different set of outputs. Mm -hmm. But those outputs are in a different like configuration. So instead of A through Z, you now have uh, a series of seven like bits that represent every letter, uppercase, lowercase numbers, a few uh, parentheses. And then something called control signals. Mm -hmm. uh, like, is it? are we at the end? Or are we just starting? Or are we making a new paragraph? Okay. Does that make sense? Um, so those are called control signals. So you have a few of those. You have the uppercase letters. You have the lowercase letters. You have the numbers. And you have uh, the few basic punctuations that you're used to seeing on a keyboard. That's basically ASCII. And you need seven bits to represent that. Mm -hmm. Which, if you say two to the power of seven, you end up with exactly... 128 possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, so that gives you an excellent surface area for the English language, for instance, okay. which is why it's the American standard of computing something, something ASCII. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's where my uh, ability to recall acronyms falls apart. Um, but it's an American standard, basically. Okay. So everywhere else uses different. Well, charts. yeah. Like at the beginning of computing, like. We would everyone would have to support ASCII to some extent. So the first seven bits kind of used. The eighth bit though, you can choose. If it's zero, you're gonna use ASCII. If it's one, you have a whole another hundred and twenty-eight possibilities, right? That you can choose from. Uh so in total you have 128 plus 128, 256, which represents one byte. So okay. we've arbitrarily chosen a byte to be eight bits. Don't know why. Uh, but it was a nice round number, I guess, from their point of view. Um, and that gives all the European countries an option. France can have this new set of 128. Uh, Greece can have this set. Russia can have this other set. So you have enough place there to put a whole bunch of other letters, accents, things like that. Um, does not work so well with, uh, say, um, I don't know, Chinese. Like, there's not 256 characters. Uh, there's certainly not 128, right? Um, so you'd need something more complicated to represent Chinese, Japanese, Korean, um, or Thai, or Vietnamese, or any other language. Like, Vietnamese has enough accents to, like, really give um, French a, a run for its money, right? <laughs> uh, like, there's a lot of variation there. There's even a few letters that we don't have in English, like the D with a bar through it. Mm -hmm. Like, not there in English. Easy to write with pen and paper. But you need to pick a new representation for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so those are called encodings. Um, and we have ASCII, which is really limited and great for English and nothing else. Um, but we also now have something called Unicode. And Unicode is really interesting because if you have zero with, uh, with seven bits, you have ASCII. If you have a one, you now have... A second byte that's going to come after it. So you have a one followed by, um, I think, a, a single zero. And now you have six bits plus another seven bits to represent um, anything that you'd want. So you have a lot more information to represent 
more characters. If that's not enough, then the first byte will be one one zero, and now you have a lot more to kind of build it up. I'm not a hundred percent positive that's what the encoding is. That's what my brain is like remembering. Um, but the the important part is it doesn't need to be limited to one byte. And at any point in the message, you can just like say, "I want to start here," and you can figure out how to decode the rest of it basically. Um, and it, they have representations for every language, every emoji that you can think of, and it's always growing. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of room in it to kind of put all of human like representation in there. Um, we just need to take our time deciding what every letter is going to be. So going back to the original question that we have, if you want to like transmit Lin over, L is going to get a sequence of zeros and ones, seven of them. I is going to have a sequence, N is going to have a sequence, H is going to have a sequence. So then on our cable, we just need to give voltage or take away voltage per that sequence in a regular interval. So unlike Morse code where we're going to go beep, 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 beep kind of thing, we want to have every zero and one have the same amount of time. So it's going to be one, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, like on a constant mm-hmm. like cadence but like per per sequence right but then you have to have some sort of pause or well not necessarily if you have three sequence. ones it's gonna be one 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 so you have one 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 it's a long sequence uh-huh. but because it's regular and you know that zero is going to take them same amount of time afterwards you can figure out that it's three ones does that make sense mm-hmm. that's not the best way to do it you have oh, to go because, slowly oh because like you said uh each letter is represented by a sequence of seven zeros and ones. So as long as you like, Counts. you don't have to pause between the seventh and the eighth Mm-mm. number. You, you just can keep just going. keep going. Yeah. And then as long as you know the first seven is this, the next seven is this, then it's fine. okay. Yeah. Now that's not optimal because if you like, if I'm going one one zero zero one zero, and you're just going beep boop beep boop kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you might mess up and say, oh, that first beep was two ones or it was three ones. It's kind of hard to tell after a certain amount of time. Um, So there are all sorts of encodings where um, it will, like after two, like in sequence, it will go down and now everything's flipped Mm -hmm. just to go ahead and do that. Um, There's some sequences where you'll have a separate cable that's like one, zero, one, zero, one, zero. And every time it goes from one to zero, then you read the other cable, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's giving you a cadence. And it can speed up a little bit. And now you're reading it faster. Right. <laughs> Trying to keep up with it. Right. Does that make sense? And then uh, nowadays, we're able to trans, like transfer information really fast. Yeah. So, like, how? How? Um, so <laughs> it goes down back to what I was saying. If you have two cables, you have one that's giving you a cadence mm-hmm. and the other that's giving you a signal, one, 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 zero, zero, one, zero, then you have to use both of those cables basically to transmit one set of data. So the cadence isn't necessarily the the zeros and ones. The cadence is just the timing of yep. how things go. Read a value, read a value, read a value, read a value, okay. read a value kind okay. of thing. Um, so that's that's nice, but like... It's not optimal, right? Yeah. You have to have two cables now. Yeah. What if you use both of those cables to give information, right? Yeah. Okay. So now you have to have a slightly more, 
uh, well put together encoding scheme mm-hmm. where if you have a sequence of ones and zeros, you have to be able to tell apart like which ones are ones and which ones are zeros and which ones are going in and out. So oftentimes it will go one zero one zero one zero one zero one zero, and now you have a fair amount of time to or a good enough like measurement to kind of figure out the rest for a little bit. And then it's going to reset. It's going to go one zero one zero one zero one zero to recalibrate things. Does that make what sense? What are you talking about? So on one cable, uh-huh. it'll do one zero one zero one zero one zero nonstop for like a set amount of times. And then it stops. And then it stops doing that. And then and then it sends the information. So now you know. Okay, I need to start reading at one zero one zero one zero one zero that pace. So it sense? sends everything like in bursts, basically. Okay, not all at once, mm-hmm. but like. So like it cuts the message up. The message up, but then it sort of like speed up that yes. section really fast and mm-hmm. then sends it over. Then you have a little bit of a downtime and the next burst, but then it's sort of like congested, like it's mashed together. Mm-hmm. So it's really short. Yeah. Okay. So there are all sorts of these different like uh, possibilities. Uh-huh. You can turn the digital signal into an analog one. So now instead of having zero volts and five volts you have zero volts one volt two volt three volt four volt five volts and each represents something different Mm. but the other side has to be able to detect that does that make sense yeah so it gets like you can make it complicated and you can use that complicated fact the complication factor to like put more information through Uh there um at a faster pace without losing it basically but it gets harder and harder as the faster you go is this something that like a processor does? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it is, right? Yeah. Because because I'm assuming if every computer manufacturer or everyone who makes computer like Microsoft or Apple both interpret these information that you're sending over at different rate or differently, then you're never going to get Yes. That information the right way, right? Yeah, so in early days of computers, that was absolutely the case. You can't just plug two computers in. You're going to uh-huh. fry something. Yeah. Like, they operate at different voltages. They're not going at the same timings. And that was a problem. So, the exa- the first example where I gave you, where you have two cables. One is a... Cadence. Cadence, and the other one is the signal. Uh-huh. That works really well, because then the first computer can tell the other computer, hey, read at my pace. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then if you have a separate set of cables, the other computer can tell the first computer, hey, read up my pace now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, that's USB. Oh, so so it depends. So the cabling, <laughs> the cabling is what tells the computer to do things at that pace. Mm-hmm. So, does that, so then that means the computers have to have components that will either accept, accept it, it or, not. or deny it, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So... People come up with standards like USB. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you have a USB port, you need to follow the USB standards. Okay. Can't, no no messing around. Okay. Because otherwise stuff gets fried. Yeah. Um, nowadays, USB standards are super, super complicated. So it's not something you can just like build at home. Um, you have to have a specialized chip. So oftentimes you go to Intel and say, hey, can I have a USB controller? And the USB controller is a chip that does all the USB stuff. Mm. So... It has the inputs, which are the cables that come into the USB cable, and an output, which is here is the raw data stream and a clock, and do whatever you want with it, basically. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. 
binary in a nutshell. Oh, one more thing. Uh, no one can see me here, uh, but I'd like to use all to imagine you have a hand and that hand hopefully has five fingers on it. Some people have six, many people have less. Um, but if you have a hand with uh, fingers, you can count in binary on your hand. So if you have a closed fist, that will represent zero on each digit that you have. Does it matter where the thumb is positioned? Is the thumb positioned in front of your other fingers so or is it next to your... It's completely up to you. Okay. Okay. I use my right hand and therefore my thumb is the least significant digit. So the least significant digit in the way we count numbers is if you have 1,234, like that big number, four is the least significant digit. Right. If you change four to five, it's not going to have a big significance on the number. Right. If you change the one to two yeah. of one, two, three, four, 1,234, now you have 2,234, and that's a big change. That's a the most significant digit, okay? Right. Okay, so imagine you have your hand closed. Each finger represents a digit. In my case, my thumb is the least significant. So my index is the next significant. My uh, middle is the third significant. My ring, the fourth. And my pinky, the most significant. Okay. So if the pinky were up, that represents the number in binary 10000. Okay. So that, bin that number would be 2 to the power of 5, which I'm going to uh, mess this up. I believe it's 16. Lynn is double checking on our handy dandy computer, but we need to reach around a microphone. 32. Okay, so it's 2 to the power of 4, because the first digit is going to be 2 to the power of 0. So, yeah, 16. there we go, 16. Um, so your first digit represents 2 to the power of 0, your index finger 2 to the power of 1, your middle finger 2 to the power of 2, ring 2 to the power of 3, pinky 2 to the power of 4. Now, you can represent any number between 0 and 31 with a single hand. Like where you said one, two, three, four, five. What like, it, well, with sign language, you can go pretty well. Yeah, you can go pretty far, right? <laughs> um, but if you were to like, at least ambiguity is possible. Yeah. Like so either they, finger they extended beat, or they, finger in. They beat the whole binary counting there. <laughs> yeah, but you have to ch you have to change your signal, right? Yes. Okay, well, this but is not changing. But don't you have to change your signal? You're changing give you from number? either one to zero. You are changing your finger. Well, no, if I want to give you the number... Uh, 31, I would just hold all five digits out, and this is 31. Oh, I don't have okay. to do three, one. Does that make I sense? I see. And if I have the other five digits, now we're up to 200, 2 to the power of 10, which would give you up to 1,024 like possibilities. Okay, you can count so, quite high. so you're, all, you're transforming from 4 to 5 or 5 to 6. Yeah, not 45. Not 45. 45 is one state. Like, yeah. you just lift up uh, fingers. Okay. Okay, so going back, you have your hand closed. Okay. If you want to count to one, you lift your thumb. Okay? If you want to count to two, so you're adding one to what you have, your thumb can no longer hold information. Right. Right? Because... So that one goes down, and by it going down, the next one goes up. The next digit. Yeah, so now if you have two in your hand, uh, you have your index out and your thumb in so it's uh -huh. giving you one zero so all fingers are in except the index finger is extended yeah so now we want to add one to this the thumb is now free so it takes the one so now you're at three or you're at 11 i'm at three you're at three yes yeah, so this is the number three or in binary one 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 i'm not gonna say 11 because that's gonna get confusing yeah so i'm gonna say one one for the binary okay yeah one one for binary meaning so it's three yeah how why is this three well it's two to the power one remember your index finger plus uh -huh. two, to, two the to the power, power zero. zero which is one yeah so you have two plus one three uh, 
Now, if we want to add one to this, the thumb is filled. It's taken. It's taken. So we lower it and we pass on to the digit. Well, but the, the di index is index filled. is filled, so we lower it and pass it on to the middle. Now you have your middle finger extended. Everything. Yeah, down. not towards anyone in particular. Uh, so watch <laughs> out your if cats right now. Yeah, so if you're counting in binary, watch out who you're pointing your fingers to. Uh, but this would be four with the middle finger extended. Okay, so then the next significant. Do you go from the least significant? Always, up? always the least up. So now we want to go to five. So that means the thumb you're... is free, so it extends. So at this point. The middle finger and the thumb are both extended out, mm -hmm. and that's five. Yeah, six would be the thumb. Gets thumb goes down, down index, index up. up. So it's like doing a V. So with it's your a peace sign. Peace sign. So that's six. That's six. Seven. We lift the thumb again. Right. And and now eight. Well, our thumb is taken. It gets lowered. Our index is taken. It gets lowered. Our middle is taken. It gets lowered. And now our ring finger goes up, uh -huh. and that's eight. Eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, And here, here now, Dimitri is showing off with his magical hands. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, a fun thing you can do, parlor trick, if you will, is count in binary on your hand. And since your thumb is going back and forth, like you twist your wrist and it, it helps you get the cadence going. Yeah. So it, it takes a little practice, but anyone can do it. And you can say, hey, I can count to 31 on one, one hand. Um, and now, you can show it off. Now this counting thing on one hand is... It's completely useless. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, did you come up with that or oh, no. were you taught? Is that standard? It is. Does everyone know? Yeah. So people who know how to count binary on their hand, they probably know this method. It's it's, it's the the taught one. Not that anyone had taught me. I think I read it in a book. Now, what happened if once you reach 31, what if you want to do more than that? Well, you've run out of digits. You run out of digits. Yeah. Just like if you wanted to count uh six on one hand while well, you ran out of fingers right but but i mean like two to the power of 56 256 256 is a lot of numbers you would have to have 256 fingers yep. oh my gosh yeah it's a lot and easier on paper and you can't use your left hand it has to be your dominant hand no you can use your left hand so that's another five digits but yeah it's up to you to like how are you doing that? Is the thumb the least significant then or is it now the most like if you're if you're well, looking keep the at me. same keep the same ruling the thumb okay. is the most significant but you're counting for yourself Least. I mean yeah. yeah so it's it's whatever makes sense to you like you're not gonna so so actually now you, use this for anything so now you have sixty two you sixty two you can count yeah thirty one on each hand so you can count sixty two no you can count to thousand twenty three oh because now it's two, two to, to the, the power of ten, 10. Mm -hmm. oh. or nine okay exciting stuff yeah so maybe it would be 511 512 511 okay. instead of 1023 okay. um but yeah and if you add your toes in like if you can individually <laughs> flat like extend or Flex pull in your toes, toes like i don't know about you but for me anyways my toes are very like two digits there's the the big toe and there's the small toes the small toes <laughs> go all in one so um there you can add another like four digits total if you count all your feet um, you can get creative and extend your arm or not, I guess. Uh, so there's lots of things you can do if you need more. Uh, but now aside, it's easier to count in your head, honestly. Aside, <laughs> aside bonus question, since we're talking about counting on our toes. And the reason why our toes don't bend is why? Because we don't have enough knuckles, the same amount of knuckles as no, the finger practice or it. this number of like nerves. No, we don't practice it. You, you move all your toes individually all the time while walking. You know, uh, they they are surprisingly useful to have. Like, you don't think of your toes as doing much. They are propelling your foot off the ground. 
you know? Yeah. Um, and oftentimes they need to work together for this goal. Yeah. So your brain trains to move them all together. Oh, but more you can, efficient. Yeah, but if you're playing around with your toes, as I'm guessing almost every human has who has toes has done, like you, you like try to flex them and see like how they move, uh, and then you're like, these things are stupid. I'm gonna go back to my fingers. Are more useful? But people have like, if you concentrate enough, you can move your ears, right? So if you concentrate <laughs> enough, you can move your toes individually. Um, but yeah, not not something super common. Cool. Do your ending. Uh, you should follow us on Lynn at uh, <laughs> you should follow us on Twitter at Lynn and Dimichan. That's L I N H A N D D I M I C H A N on Twitter. Yeah, cause we're real. Yeah. <laughs> what does the real thing have to do with this? They can hear us. <laughs> we might not be real. We're real. Who knows? Who knows? Bye, everyone. Say bye. Bye. <laughs>